This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 704. Ryoki conquers IELTS again with a speaking nine. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today you'll hear a fascinating conversation with Ryoki, a three-key student who increased his speaking score to a nine. Learn why he had to take IELTS again and get invaluable tips and tricks for your own exam preparation. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. Welcome to this very special episode. Um, We have a student guest today, and before he starts talking, you, I'm just going to tell you, you might recognize his voice because he was on like a year and a half ago, um, September 2017, episode 459. Check that out, you guys. That is with Ryoki, who is here again today. Welcome back to the show, Ryoki. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. So, <laughs> um, okay, so guys, listeners, why is he back? Well, the first time he was on, he told you guys about how he got an overall eight his very first time taking the test. Now, before we move on to more recent results, Ryoki, tell us, after you got that overall eight that first time, what did that allow you to do in your life? Okay, uh, so I took my first IELTS exam back in, uh, I think it was August of 2017, mm-hmm. and I got the results, and that allowed me to actually uh, migrate to Australia, and I'm living in Melbourne right now and studying uh, to become a teacher here, so I'm doing master's awesome. at, at the university in Melbourne. And what kind of teacher do you want to be? Um, language teacher. So I'm doing my methods are Japanese and ESL. So basically teaching English awesome. to, um, you know, kids who just uh, migrate to migrated to Australia and stuff like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I remember, actually, I remember hearing from you like, like a year after you'd been in the program and mm-hmm. you said like the writing techniques you developed in three keys for IELTS actually helped you in your master's course. Is that right? Absolutely. Because in this course, uh, I don't know if it's the thing about masters in general, but uh-huh. y- what you need to do to keep going is basically just write a bunch of essays, like academic yeah. essays. And so there's no exam. Uh, all you need to do is just read just, you know, insane amount of you know, books yeah. and journals on a daily basis and, you know, um, write your own piece and submit it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's, yeah, I did my master's. I got my master's from um, the University of Southern Queensland in Australia. Awesome. And yeah, yeah. it was the same, man. Just like reading thousands of pages yeah. and just tons of essays, which I love. I love writing research papers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's weird. So <laughs> moving on to let's go more forward in the timeline. You contacted us a few months ago saying you had to take the exam again. So Why did you have to take IELTS again? 
Yeah, so th- there was a bit of a hassle. Um, so basically, I'm studying to become a teacher, and the ultimate purpose is to uh, get a permanent residency in Australia. And okay. there are basically two things I need to accomplish before going for that. Um, mm-hmm. Is The one is, it's called scale assessment. So it's basically kind of a, you know, getting a certificate to become a professional teacher. And that actually requires you to take IELTS. And the other thing is the visa application itself. But anyway, to become teacher, IELTS, uh, your IELTS score needs to be taken within 24 months. Oh, okay. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah, and I'm going to use that at the end of 2019. So it's actually above 24 months. So I needed to, you know, retake it. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Um, and th- the first time you took the test, it was academic, and the second time was general. Is that right? Uh, no, the second time was academic as well. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So why did you decide to retake Three Keys IELTS? I think that's a question that our listeners might have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you took the course the first time, you got this overall eight. So why weren't you thinking like, oh, you, I already got an eight. Like, I'm going to be fine. Like, what made you think, you know, you had to prepare again? Yeah. Uh, when I talked to, uh, when, when I started talking to my friends and, you know, migration agency and stuff like that, they all said that, oh, you're going to be fine. You know, just, just <laughs> retake it. And, yeah. and I was, and part of me was, you know, obviously was really confident that I would be able yeah. to do it. But at the same time, I think th- because the first time I took IELTS, uh, you know, the three keys just helped me immensely. Like I, I didn't know how to prepare for anything basically going in. <laughs> and obviously when you type in like IELTS material or whatever on you know Google or YouTube, you can find thousands of materials, oh right? So and much. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to kind of sift through that, you know, sort of information and find the right one. And, mm-hmm. and, and I've tried a couple of things, but when I met IELTS three keys and, you know, started listening to your podcast and watching IELTS energy TV, I don't know, like, you know, it's so, it, you guys cover everything, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like not even, you know, how to study and that sort of, you know, generic thing, but you know, the mental aspect of it and how to be, you know, like physically, mentally ready and how to maintain your, you know, positive, you know, energy and relationship with the English language. So I just felt like, you know, yeah, you you guys are doing like a fantastic job, like seriously. So, yeah. So, and then I thought about, obviously I had a lot of, you know, PDFs and, you know, printed out notes. Yeah. But, and I contacted you and you said that you updated a few things and there yeah. was, there were obviously the things I didn't do the last time, for example, like personal coaching plan and, you know, writing, uh, feed, essay feedback. Uh-huh. So yeah, that those, those are the things that kind of made me feel like I, I need to do this again. I need to watch the, all the videos and listen to your you know lectures all over again. I love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah totally. It's, you know, like, um, 
what happens when we take a test? We study, we prepare, we learn all the strategies and stuff like that. And then as soon as we take the test, those things are gone yeah. pretty much. Like, especially <laughs> like the reading strategies and all these like, what is yes, no, not given and stuff exactly. like that. Um, so while you would maintain your the language, right, the vocab you learned and um, the writing skills because you continue to use them, mm-hmm. like when was the last time you matched a heading to a paragraph if it worked on the IELTS exam. So like I I totally get that. Like yeah. your English was still amazing, but it's all this Thank other you. stuff. Um yeah, and I like how you mentioned the 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 sort of holistic approach to preparation that Lindsay and I have taken in Three Keys IELTS cuz obviously, I mean, listeners You've been with the show for a while, I hope, and you know how important positivity and motivation um, and inspiration is to Lindsay and our and my message, but also to preparing for the exam because it is really hard. Um, we need all the motivation we could get. Okay, so let's go into your scores a little bit. And give our listeners some takeaways about your experience. So, what were your most recent scores? All right. So, I got, um, for each module, I got 8.5 for listening and 7.5 for reading, Mm -hmm. uh, 7 for writing, and (laughs) (laughs) 9 for speaking. Hell yeah. Yes, I know. I think both of us were waiting for the drum roll there. Yes! (laughs) A nine for speaking. Let's start there. You know what? Why not? Okay. Oh my gosh, Ryoki. Were were you surprised when you got a nine for speaking? Um, actually, yes. Yes. I uh, was I was pretty surprised. <laughs> okay, well, dude, why do you think that like you got that? That's so amazing. Yeah. Um it's uh, <laughs> man. The first of all I want to say, um, you know, shout out to Elias. You know, I, th- I think he's done an episode with you guys a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. And I was, you know, browsing through um, the episodes on your website and I saw his, uh, you know, post. And I th- yeah. th- what stuck out to me was, um, you know, he said he enjoyed and both he and uh, the examiner enjoyed the conversation. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist of this whole thing. And, um, I was pretty confident going in, but, um, sometimes IELTS can give you really hot times. And, it's, and I think it's really easy to go into the rabbit hole of like, oh, I'm not covering this. I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. I need to do yeah. this more. And, you know, I sort of, you know, come to terms with that sort of aspect and decided to just enjoy the conversation and build a good relationship with the examiner. So that's what I did right off the bat. And the awesome thing was, it was pretty dif- uh, different to the last time I took you know, IELTS because that was in Japan and this time it was, it was in Australia. Yeah. And the examiner, the gorgeous, beautiful lady, uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty excited. And um, <laughs> I guess it was easier to enjoy the speaking exam then. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so awesome. we, we were we were in the waiting room, and she, I think it was, I thought it was really you know cool that the examiner herself it just came into the room and you know called your name and took you to the you know exam room. Oh, that is different. Okay. Yeah. So so there was a bit of a like a minute worth of uh conversation going in before she you know started huh. the test 
And, you know, she was like, oh, why are you in, you know, Australia? What are you doing? And I was, you know, I was like, I'm starting to become a teacher. And she was, that's awesome. So, you know, that sort of, you know, chatting kind of, you know, helped me really establish that sort of, you know, like, you know, good connection. That's so interesting. I mean, at most test centers, that's not going to happen. Like there are invigilators and other administrators that do like all the fingerprinting and the checking the passports and stuff, and then they take you to the class. But Mm -hmm. I think we could use this because I could see how it would definitely help to relax and warm stuff up before you do the exam. So guys, I would recommend like... If this doesn't happen to you because you're not in Australia, um, <laughs> test centers don't do that usually. So maybe while you're sitting in the chair outside the room, if you could just have like a, a mental chat, you know, like in your head, just sort of relax. Like if you were chatting to the examiner, what would you say? And maybe that would sort of prepare you for rocking up. I don't know. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Um and I also like how you mentioned um, Elias's episode. Guys, everyone, come back to the blog, ielts.allearsenglish.com. Uh, this is episode 704. I'm going to link to all this stuff that Ryoki's talking about. So it'll be like this whole inspirational catalog just waiting for you. So definitely come back to the blog and check episode four, uh, 704. Um, okay, yes, such a key, enjoying the exam. Because if you are constantly second-guessing yourself and being like, oh no, I didn't give an example. Oh no, I didn't use a linking word. Then that brain space is not focused on what you're actually saying. Like you're you're too in your head that you're unable to produce the best language you could. So there are so many reasons why relaxing and enjoying is essential. But guys, like you can't do that unless you have fully prepared before that day. So that's the other half. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So is there anything else you think uh, made the difference for going from that eight to that nine yeah actually uh there are two things so the first one is obviously you you mentioned this a lot of times in your course but uh telling a story mm, you know it's yes. especially in part two and part three because it's kind of in, they're interconnected um it's i think it's really important to like like you just mentioned you know focus on the flow of the conversation rather than just, you know, yeah. scrutinize your, you know, grammar and, you know, the phrases that you wanted to use, but you're not using and you know, stuff like that, right. you know? And so I just focused on, you know, telling my story and the part two uh, topic was, I think it was something like, you know, describe, describe something that you took a really long time to uh, master or something like that. Oh, cool! And immediately, I you know decided to talk talk about uh, guitar because I've been playing guitar for like you know twenty years almost. Nice. Yeah, so I decided to do that and uh, just you know kept on talking about it. And you know we're not professional you know storytellers. You know we're not professional like stand up comedians. But what, <laughs> what we can what we can do is you know enjoy what you're telling and yeah. you know you know tell a real story and delve right into it. And, you know, we're not required to complete the story in two minutes. I, I don't think it's even possible. No. Yeah. You know? Students ask that all the time about, like, completing the story and having a conclusion and stuff. And mm-hmm. guys, yeah, you don't have to. Nobody expects you to finish the story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and the other thing was, um, uh, th- this is the part I especially want to thank you for what you said in the personal coaching plan. Because um, I was sort of going into this almost going into this rabbit hole, like, you know, trying to cover all the possible topics, 
Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's just not feasible, you know? No, it's not possible. So, and IELTS changes the topics all the time too. Like exactly. you never know. Yeah. And I think what you said was, you know, try to focus on building a, and maintaining a positive relationship with the uh, English language. And that really saved me. And I decided to, you know, listen to, listen more to uh, my favorite podcast and, awesome. you know, kind of be myself and be confident yeah. and be comfortable in my own skin. And, yeah. and I specifically, this is kind of a strategy thing, but I specifically chose some like really cool phrases that I, you know, almost certainly could use in like any topic whatsoever. Like so, what? Like what? <laughs> it's, uh, the, the first one was off to the races. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So because I, I like to tell a story and I, um, you know, when I get to like really interesting part, I almost all the time say, and then it was off to the races, you know. That's such a fun idiom. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, you know, that's a lot of, we say that often too. Like yeah. don't choose super specific, like weird stuff that nobody uses and you can't use. Mm -hmm. Choose phrases that not only are, um, that you really like, that you have fun saying, but also phrases that you could use all the time. Like it doesn't matter what the topic is. And that's great. I like that. Like yeah. choosing phrases that you could use in any story that like anything that moves the story forward in a yeah. way. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Or uh, stuff like uh, until the cows come home. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm enjoying the, the story that I'm telling, I tend to talk a lot. So, you know, I, I, was, so I was like, when the topic card uh, came out in speaking part two, I immediately jumped on to say, oh, this, I'm super stoked that I get to talk about this because this is legitimate, awesome. legitimately something I can talk about until the cows come home. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody write that down. You oh, could yeah. just use that for any speaking part two intro. That's so great. Oh, yeah. um, okay. Just as like a side note here, guys, um, I love the, the mentioning twice now of the importance of having a positive relationship with English. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I just had a personal coach class this morning with a student and it wasn't about speaking. It wasn't about writing. It was about her study plan in the next month before her exam. And a lot of it is like talking students down, right? Because this anxiety is so high and like you're trying to memorize a thousand words and practice a thousand questions. And part of personal coach, my job is to, to put you guys in a frame of mind where you're not exhausting yourself, wasting your time, and actually making your score go down because you're focusing, you're over hyper-focused on the wrong stuff. Instead of just being like your awesome self and developing that confidence and that um, being ready to enjoy that exam. Okay. That's so awesome. Um, so we've been talking for a while, Ryoki, and I want to move on to writing just awesome. to make sure everyone can hear everything that they should. So, yeah. okay, speaking was obviously super successful, so many amazing things to say, and then writing, you still got a seven, which is not bad at all, mm. but that means that it did decrease by half a band from the first time you took the exam. So yeah. you mentioned before, like, in your reflection on it, you think you discovered the issue. What do you think happened? All right. So I, I might be wrong, but at the same time, I'm pretty certain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so th there was um, the, qu uh, the question type of task two was problem solution. 
and uh-huh. because I, I think it's in only in Australia, right? Like that you're asked to do uh, writing at the very beginning of the exam. Yep. Yeah, only they, in Australia. Yeah. So Apparently, Australian centers do do things in a different way. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, and and obviously, going into this testing, um, the writing was the module I was most worried about, mm-hmm. and because uh, I because I you know needed to take eight. Um, but right. <clears throat> yeah, and so I immediately jumped onto both the question and task one and task two, and sort of because I wanted to. Um, know the categorization of task to question. So I, you know, saw the question and it was problem solution. That's awesome. Let's focus on task one and then let's get back to it. So that's what I did. But I think it was, I think it was so, um, you know, it, uh, exciting and excited and anxious at the same time. Yeah. And I missed the, I, I wasn't too careful about reading um, the task to question and I thought the question was asking me to, you know, provide the problem itself and um, like the implication. Oh, sorry. No, I thought it was asking for the cause. Right. Yeah. So the origins of the problem. But I think now that I think about it, uh, the question was asking, what do you think this will cause? What do yes. you think this can cause? So it was actually implications rather than origins. Right. And, and that would definitely make it impossible to get higher than a seven. Exactly. If you're like, I mean, misunderstanding the question and still getting a seven, that's pretty amazing. Like in itself. <laughs> but guys, like this is such an important lesson here. You know, how, doing writing first, I think, is really hard. I mean, there's pluses and minuses to whatever order it comes in. But I think starting with listening is easiest because it th- listening is the easiest part of the exam, to my mind, for most students. And that's how you can kind of get over your anxiety and settle into test mode and, like, settle your brain down, get into the English that's happening, right? But doing writing first, like having to call on all your best faculties, do the most difficult thing first, I think that's hard. Yeah. So, guys, this – yeah, IELTS does do this. I've seen this in problem solution questions where – if you read it too quickly, it's so easy to miss that because you're just expecting stuff to follow what you expect, right? What you've seen before. So a lot of problem solution questions will say, give you the problem and then say, what are the causes of this? What are some possible solutions? But there's another type where you have to write about consequences and solutions or effects and solutions, but they don't say effects. They will say, what problems might this cause? Mm. So in the time timeline of stuff, right? Like you're you're writing about the before when you should be writing about the after. Yep. So, yes. Oh, and when I've seen student when I've seen questions like this on the exam, um I could tell you that a lot of students do exactly what you did, Ryoki. Mm. Like y- yep, misinterpreted all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so cuz for all the other aspects I was pretty confident after the test and so that so that question misread, misreading of question that really you know stood out to me so yeah well you know listeners if you're listening to this episode please please be careful and read the question <laughs> carefully i know it's so fundamental but it's so crucial and it's gonna yes. it's gonna affect a lot so 
Oh yeah. my gosh, like everything. I Oh gosh. I can't tell you how painful it is to me when I can see someone has written a really good essay, but they misinterpreted the question just a little bit. And yeah. like, they don't deserve the ultimate score they get, but because it's IELTS, like that's what you're scored on, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Ryoki, I, we have to wrap this up. This has right. been an amazing, amazing episode. And you know what, listeners, really come back to the blog, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. This is episode 704. I'm going to put a bunch of stuff in this blog that Ryoki has referenced that will help you on your next exam. So, Ryoki, is there any, like, last little tip, last words of wisdom you want to give people? Uh, okay, just one last thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> aside from building and maintaining a positive relationship and enjoy the journey that you're taking right now, it's, it's just, you know, probably the most important thing. But aside from that, I would say take a break sometimes. Yes. Um, you know, it's, and that's something I actually didn't do the, the, the first time I took IELTS. I was just so in the, you know, mental state of like, you know, keep going, going, keep pushing, pushing. And yeah. it can, it can work, but sometimes I think you have to take a break for, even for one day and just, you know, walk outside, you know, do exercise, you know, drink beer, Absolutely. uh, whatever you want to do it to kind of, you know, detach yourself from, um, you know, study. Cause it's, it's really hard. It's really hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. A hundred percent. And you know what, guys? Like that's that's advice not just for IELTS but for life. Yeah, you know, exactly. like really, like <laughs> you need to take <laughs> a huge break, uh, like a couple times a month. Let's let's aim yeah. for that at first, and hopefully build up to more. I okay. like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryoki. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Too. And congratulations. And let us know how we can help you in the future. But you are already doing amazingly. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jessica. All right, Ryoki. Have a good day. You too. See ya. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.